Hi, I'm Rashmi Dubey, ESG litigation partner at Gunner Cook. And over the next few weeks, I'll be talking to you about the importance of ESG litigation and how there's going to be an increase of this type of litigation, particularly from stakeholders. And not just against the corporations, I mean, that's understood, but this is really against the directors and them personally. No longer can directors sit back and say, I'm sorry, but we just didn't know the impact this was going to have on our stakeholders. If you'd like to know more, please do contact me and watch out for my posts. ESG litigation guidance. ESG incorporates the planet, the environmental, includes climate change, environmental management practices, energy generation efficiency. People, the social, includes issues around working conditions, supply chain, modern day slavery, culture, and inclusion. And the G, the governance, this is always assumed just to mean reporting and audit, when in fact it also includes directors' duties and corporate reporting with them compounded together is usually the case, when in fact they should sit very distinctly apart. Governance can have a far-reaching impact for directors in terms of personal liability and the changing landscape of directors' duties. There is a wide range of issues where litigation can occur. And in my opinion, the litigation will not be limited to the organisation, but will extend to the directors, with them being personally added to the ESG litigation for their failure to perform their duties. ESG litigation should not be underestimated. Its potential is far-reaching as it is a direct attack on the company's purpose, values, risk management and, of course, its relationship with its stakeholders. These are all areas in which decisions stem from the board of directors. With continually changing regulations and public reporting, I see no reasons why stakeholders will not take up in arms and litigate not just against the company, but the directors for their failings too. The law around this is complex and the core questions for directors are, do you as a board have the correct expertise to navigate around these issues? Does your corporate strategy actually cover the political changes, the environmental and social, technological and legislative, as well as the economical issues that your company faces? When was the last time you as a director considered your fiduciary duties? Do not fall into that false sense of safety that the shareholders can file lawsuits, which they may or may not do in any event or out of choice or public opinion to force them in circumstances that lead them to doing so. But have you considered the change in the landscape where ignorance or failing to act may have consequences, particularly where a personal group of people are directly impacted when you ought to have known the likely impact of failing to act and not taking full measure to protect the environment and people. I have to make that point. However, wearing my good governance practice hat, this of course can be minimised. If good practices by the board of directors are in place and being communicated throughout the organisation and to stakeholders. Do a review, understand what is to come and what you are doing to minimise the impact because the likelihood of this litigation is very high and the outcome for both the company and the directors on a personal level can be potentially catastrophic. ESG presents opportunities and challenges this has a direct impact on the board of directors being able to modernise the role of governance. 
to address the challenges and opportunities companies face, even if it's to ensure sustainable practices are in place. There is a need to ensure that directors understand the urgency of the situation and the necessity of their roles that they are playing. Their responsibilities lie in guiding organisations successfully around the issues of ESG. Directors and officers need to take note of the changing landscape with reference to ESG litigation. It goes to the heart of the company's purpose and strategic approach. Often, any litigation around ESG results in a spotlight being shone on the organisation and its directors and officers, impacting the goodwill of the organisation and the individuals. It is often a period of crisis communication, red alert engagement with all stakeholders. Of course, litigation around ESG can result in financial losses, fines, damages, loss of sales and investment. But also, a personal liability can be attached to the director who fail to fulfil their duties around good governance, practices and director's duties, not just compliance and audit. Importantly, any ESG litigation can be an indication that the company and its boards or directors have been exercising poor governance, with a possible consequence of triggering other market participants, such as regulators, to take an interest. Even if the organisation or directors and officers win any litigation claim, there will be time and costs applied to the management of the communications to the stakeholders and protecting any goodwill of the brand. There should be a greater consideration in today's climate around societal movements, around the inclusion and diversity practices and corporate commitment. Again, litigation is lurking around the corner. Types of litigation. Government action against a corporation around ESG issues. ESG-related litigation around poor governance practices action from those directly affected, either on a contractual basis or as a stakeholder, action against the corporation can be taken, direct action against directors by stakeholders for breaches of those directors' duties around ESG, ESG litigation around the company's operations, and ESG regulation breaches. So the top issues to watch for, regardless of jurisdiction, does not matter where the company sits in today's world. No director or officer can say they did not know or understand issues surrounding ESG. Therefore, there is a greater emphasis on good practices of directors, practicing good governance and directors' duties. Board performance is critical and independent reviews of it should be undertaken regularly, as well as organisation strategic approach as ESG sits firmly here. There are, of course, some issues where we can expect to see an increase in the number of cases brought by the course, such as climate change, the implementation of net zero targets is likely to result in greater litigation, and in particular, analysis of the company's claims of their contributions to reductions in the climate change. Climate change events can lead to insurance disputes and contractual disputes with suppliers including claims around force majeure situations. Workers' rights and human rights, the supply chain scrutiny and working conditions are critical. The company and the directors can no longer hold up their arm. The company and directors can no longer hold at arm's length that they were unaware 
The point here is there is a ticking time bomb as to when stakeholders will bring a claim against the company and directors. Revisit the definition of stakeholders. Remind yourself, it is anyone who has been affected or can be affected by your activities or the corporation's activities. Of course, there's the increase in regulatory and compliance. There should also be greater consideration in today's climate around societal movements, inclusion and diversity practices with corporate commitment and again litigation is just lurking around the corner. Best practices. Identifying litigation risk is the first port of call along with a review of the general board of directors governance practices. Carrying out a board review of the board performance from an independent is critical as they are direct as are directors reviews. A review of the company's overall strategy should also be undertaken to ensure that ESG is sitting firmly at the heart. Do you have the right knowledge base on the board and within the company? Who has overall strategic oversight over ESG matters and risk? Management can often play a critical role in this. There should be the right technology and data collection within the company to allow effective decision making. Consider the pressures on the audit and compliance functions and the implications of the resources where improvement is required. Risk assessments and scenario planning can play a critical role in the mitigation of litigation. Corporate arrangements, if there are subsidiaries or affiliates, these should have an understanding and a handle on operations, particularly if there is limited oversight. Plan now. Start putting into practice for the anticipated legislation, regulations such as low carbon and carbon neutral economy. And at all times, engage with all stakeholders where possible and address crises with effective communication immediately. Thank you for listening. And if this has been of interest to you, I've been Rashmi Dubey, litigation and ESG specialist with Gunnar Cook. Please contact me directly.